Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And we do this each and every Wednesday, man. And yo, special thank you to everybody who's reached out to us. We had a lot of overwhelming positive reviews from our interview with Gavin Shepard, the co-founder of The Remix Project. If you haven't checked that out, make sure you do so. I'm I'm so excited to present our guest today. He goes by the name of August Rigo. He's a songwriter, recording artist, and producer. He's written songs for Kalani, Justin Bieber, Chris Brown, One Direction, and Music Soul Child. These are certified hits. You can look up his name and see what he's written. And this is his second time on the Come Show podcast. Then that's the reason why I'm having him on because our first time is a classic conversation, a classic interview. And if you don't know about August Regal, I strongly recommend you tune into that to get his background, his come up, the struggles that he went through. And when he made it, quote unquote, he was depressed and uh, so much more. In this second interview, part two of my interview with August Rigo, we talk about managing his own record label, Summer Child, the records, the state of music, and we just freestyle. We just had a great conversation. Without further ado, August Rigo on the Come Show podcast. Let's go! First, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good, man. Yeah. I am back home for a little bit. Yeah. I moved out. I moved back out to LA. Okay. So I moved back out there. Um, I've always had a label, but I started to go full throttle with, um, you know, with the developing some talent. What's the label called again? It's called Summer Child Records. Summer Child Records. Yeah, so yeah. I signed a couple of artists. Um, one, our, ma- our main focus right now, who's, who's, because she, they're all, I shouldn't say main focus. They're all, we're all, fo- everybody is a focus, but mm. she's signed to Jeanette, um, Jeanette Claudette. She's um, signed to Sony. Mm. So right now she has a lot of the push because she has a lot of the attention. Right, and there's she's a little closer to the goals that we want to get to. So, mm. you know, she's a kind of our flagship artist, and then mm. I have um, a guy named Brian Puspos, and then Andrew Garcia, as well as myself. Mm. So those are the guys that you know I've been working with, and we've been building a lot out there in LA. So we opened up an office and another recording studio there, so we have a place to work out of there, and mm. we have one here in Toronto, mm. where we'll usually do like retreats and stuff we'll come back here and record for like a week and just mm. knock knock a bunch of stuff out 
Um, yeah, it's been good. Like, I can't complain. So for the label, is that like a partnership deal with like Sony or how does that work? The label is a totally independent thing. We're okay. Di- we're distributed right now um, by United Masters, um, mm. which is Steve Stout's kind of digital distribution slash label services company. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's totally independent. So it's been, it's been an interesting grind from... You know, just sitting and writing songs in the studio to now helping develop, you know, an artist, a sonic, you know, cultivate their lifestyle, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's it's sort of, you know, and then I have to wear a bunch of different hats now. But it's it's a lot more rewarding, I find, because, you know, I write songs for, like, you know, aside from me being an artist, you know, my I write songs for people. And a lot of these artists, you know, I, I say it a lot, like, it's kind of a thankless job. You know, being an artist or being a being a, being a songwriter. Yeah, especially the way I write songs. Like I don't really like I don't get into the room with people. Like I very 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 rarely will sit in a room with somebody and like yo let's write this song and like mm. I find that um, I'm much better for for the sake of the song. I am much better writing by myself and giving somebody that somebody something that I think represents them. I feel like. I got a, I've got a good ability to kind of tap into the, your soul and what you're really trying to say and then doing it, you know, and then coming back and maybe we can make some alterations after that. Mm-hmm. But that's like, that's how I like to write. That's how it, I'm like, I feel like I do my best stuff. So I choose mm-hmm. to do that most of the time. Is that if, like, if you had to be in a studio and had to write something, is that too much pressure or it changes the energy of like, what, what is that? It, it, it changes the energy. Yeah. It changes all my energy. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a little insecure when it comes to, like, the ideas sometimes. And I just, you know, I like to fight through them myself so I can, because I figure, I figure out, like, this point, like, I know what I want out of the song. You know, and I'm, you know, sometimes, don't get me wrong, I've gotten into the rooms of people and we've written great songs, right? But my, my success rate has been much better on my own. Mm-hmm. So... When somebody asks me, oh, you want to write together? Like, I will write with you. But I would much rather somebody be like, yo, can you write me a song? And usually that happens when, like, you know, I've written them a song already. And then we meet and then I start to talk to them. And then that opens up the door to, yo, I did this song for you. You know, because I really do. Like, I will write songs specifically for artists. And sometimes they never hear it. And so I never get to know if it was right for them or not. How do you know? What do you mean by that? It's not, you write a song for like, yo, for let's say, let's okay. pick an, Rihanna. And, and by the say, way, I want you like stop on this humble stuff, <laughs> right? I want you to say the names, the reason why is how you get their attention, so people can say what's up. Like, well, okay, okay. For example, all right. Oh, like, okay, okay, let's take a real example. For example, okay. Like, so Chris Brown, I've been, you know, I've written a bunch of songs for him. Yeah. Um, like what songs? I've wrote, I've written Back to Sleep. Yeah. Um, I've written one called Tough Love, and then I have a couple more that I just. Did. But I'll lead into the story with this. So okay. Um, so before I did any songs with Chris, I the first song I did was "Back to Sleep," and that was a song I wrote by myself, sent it out, and they heard it, and it was cool. So did they ask you at that time though to write a song for them? No. Okay. I wrote it, and I was like, yeah. "This is for Chris Brown." Yeah. It took two years, mind you. Wow. 
So you wrote the song and you knew it was for Chris Brown. I wrote it and I said this song is this this best sits with Chris Brown. Like that's yeah. that's that's where it, that's where it's got to go. And you held on to it for two years. Bruh, I did not hold on to it though. Like you know, okay. in, in this business, be honest, like, yo, I, I sent that shit out to everybody, okay. everybody. I sent it out to a whole bunch of A and R's, artists. Like yo, this song is this song is dope. This song is dope. And yo, sometimes you're hot and sometimes you're not. And when you're not hot. When there's no, you know, I don't really stay in the scene like that. Um, you know, when there's no buzz about you, you know, there's no momentum and nobody really want like take the chance. Nobody wants to take a chance. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's dope, but yeah, it didn't do it with this person, or it didn't write it. This person didn't write it. So, you know, just being judged strictly on the merit of your song is very, very difficult now because there's so like we live in this world where you know you're you're. <laughs> your status quo is kind of dictated by the amount of followers you have, you know, or how popular you are. And it, it is what it is. I'm not complaining. I just, that's just what it is. So I got to fight a little more to get my songs heard. So anyways, I send this out to everybody. Nobody wants to cut it. I still have it two years later. And finally, I send it again to, you know, um, I, f I send it to another person at uh, Chris Brown's camp whose name is Mark Pitts. And, you know, luckily he took the time to listen to it and he was just, just happened to be on the way to the studio to see Chris and played it. And literally, like after two years, bang, bang, you know, two weeks later that song was cut and then maybe a month later it was out. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> mind you, see, that's how it took me that long to, from inception to even get it to him. So when you're when you say when you're sending to them, what are you sending? I'm sending the whole song. Like so, you're singing it. I'm singing it. I'm singing okay. the demo, and yeah. I, I I literally just text the song. Like I text the song to to them, and like yo, this song is a smash. Yeah, take a listen. Mm. So now that I have this song with Chris, I still haven't met him. I don't have a rapport with him or anything. Mm -hmm. So I guess a year later, I'm in the same studio as Chris. They're you know, and I'm actually writing for him. They they asked me to come. They were like, oh, you know, Chris is here. You know, come. You should come check him. So I was like, dope. And I came to check him. He just happened to be cutting a song that I wrote called "Tough Love." That another one I did with Boy Wonder. So yeah, he opened up the doors for me, and it was like real nice and super pleasant. And I, you know, I was just like, you know, I said thank you for cutting songs. And then I was about to bounce, and he was like, yo, you should kick around and just chill with us. So you know, I got to hang out with him, and you know, really like he opened up to me, and we just talked about, you know, we just talked about everything, like. You know, we're we're smoking, drinking, we're just chilling, and he's working and he's playing me a bunch of you know his amazing music. So, you know, that opened up the door for me to know him. So after knowing him, I was able to go back and I I swear to God, when I after I met Chris that first that first night, um, I was in the studio for the next like week, and I wrote, you know, mind you, none of them. He didn't cut any of them, but I think, in my opinion, I wrote probably five, four or five of the best songs I've ever written based on the experiences that he told me and how he was feeling. And that's how I like to write. Even if I can just draw from them, I can write a great song. Whether he, whether, you know, he connects with it or not is another thing, but, you know, it's, it's there. And they exist now, and they're great songs, in my opinion. So that's... You know, that's step one. So now we're cool. Now I got these songs. And then, you know, just like a couple of weeks ago, he called me, you know, um, his engineer hit me actually and was like, yo, Chris asked if you could come to the, come to his house and write some songs. And that was, this was the first time that we actually got to sit and write and sing together. And like I said, I don't like writing with people, but with Chris, it was dope because 
we sat and talked and he talked about what he you know what he was how his album was coming around and how or coming about and how he you know what he's going through and then gave me a couple of like ideas and then we just went through some beats and then he was like yo you like this let's let's write to this and then he goes yo, i'm gonna let you do your thing and i'll come back and take a listen i was like dope so i wrote like a little verse hook idea he came in he was like oh what about if you do this and i was like oh so that's that was the best way so now you know now we have a rapport you know but a lot of the times that doesn't happen for me like most of the time i'm just like i'm ha- i hand a song off and it's like all right cool you like it dope mm. so, but i got a couple of really really good ones with chris now like a couple of, like a big like pretty big joints um that i'm excited about so Mm. and I'm happy because I got to do a couple of them like like I got to do one of them actually with him in the room and watch him sing and dude the guy's guy's amazing man like the guy is amazing yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about Chris Brown in terms of like uh how long has Chris Brown been making music? How since long he's has he been? Fifteen. Since he's fifteen. So I don't know what it yeah. is now. Twenty eight, twenty nine, maybe. Yeah, like dude. fifteen years minimum. Yeah, like is like pro level like in the studio, you know, like. Mm. He 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 said something funny. He was like he was like yeah I love this. I'm gonna cut it. And he he stuck his head out the booth. He goes, ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes. He's done. He was done. Yeah, it was really. Re- He's at, at that level. It's really nice to see like you know why a superstar is a superstar. You know like as many songs as I've written in my life and how you know however good I think I am as a singer and as a songwriter, like I'm st- I'm still wowed when you actually get into the room with somebody who's that good you know like yo you have to be that good to be around for this long you know and a lot of the stuff he's doing on his own now you know he's writing a lot of the stuff himself you know making a lot of those changes and you know uh figuring out his album on his own so you know he's moving into another you know just like another kind of tier in his life as well so it's really it was really cool to see that and I, I don't usually get to see that because i'm a little more closed off but with this, with my, like, and back to the point with my label now, you know, I, these guys are my friends, you know, Jeanette, obviously Jeanette's my girl. Like we, you know, we're make we're building something together. And so when we write a song or when I write a song for them, you know, it's not like I'm giving it away anymore. You know, it's like taking, taking it out of one pocket and putting it in the other, you know, like mm. this, there's much me as, as I am. So that's, that's where the love from the lab for the label comes in. That's why I think I kind of started something like this so that, you know, I have a home for all these songs that I'm writing that, you know, a lot of times don't see the light of day. That's true. Right? You have no control. Mm-hmm. You have no control. Of, yeah. You have control maybe over the, the, the what you're writing, the creative mm-hmm. a little bit, but then after that, it's like, what? Yeah. I mean, you're waiting. Like, even, for example, like, if I, like, I really, there's a couple songs that I really love that I would, like, you know, I want to put out myself. That, But I'm pretty honest with, you know, where my, where I stand as an artist and I'm building but you know, sometimes you write something like, "Oh, you know what? I can keep this because this is this is great for me, and this is a good representation of who I am as an artist." And then at the same token, you be like, "Yo, but if Usher sang this shit, everybody would hear it." And aside from the monetary thing, like, yeah, okay, cool, Usher gonna sing it, you make some money, great, right? Yeah. But and I swear, like you. I've made money and I've lost money and I've been through that ringer. Yeah. Um, and I, so I can honestly say, like, yo, sometimes it's about how, you know, for the, sometimes it's the song. Sometimes the song is the star. And you're like, yo, 
you're not, this is not good for you song. You know, being with me is not good. You know, it's better if you go over there because, <laughs> yo, you and this song can take a life of its own. And it's still, you know, it's like the, the way you just described it right yeah. now, it's like you have a relationship with the song. Yeah. And you're like, yo, you're you're not good that good with me. I yeah, know I'm not good. I, I'm not good enough for you. Go see Usher. He'll he'll be yeah. better for you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you would never want to do that to your girl. But for a song, sometimes it's like, yo, let's get it, bro. Let's get it. But that's how I feel about the music, man. Yeah. I, I really love the music, and I really want, you know, I want it to be heard. Yeah. You know, sometimes more than I want to sing it. You know, mm-hmm. that says a lot because you know I've got an ego as well, and I. You know, I love singing. I love, especially if it's a song I love, like, yo, I'm all over it. But sometimes, you know, I, I, I live in this the music business, right? I have time to do music for the sake of doing music, and then there's time for music business. And sometimes it's like, yo, that song is better off there. If I didn't give my songs to Bieber, which I loved at the time, I mean, still love them, right? Mm. Um, but if I never, if I decided, nah, bump that I'm gonna keep these songs for myself I wouldn't have been able to change my life you know so I always have that in the back of my mind and then the day I write the song so I'm I feel like you know I've I've written great ones before and give them away I'm gonna write great ones again Mm. so it becomes a little easier every time to give it up but it makes it easy when you have an artist of that caliber taking your song because you know it's gonna be performed well yeah you know like when I heard back to sleep back from Chris I was like oh great dope yeah, you know, wasn't that like because oh. I've had songs before that people have sung and been like, oh. Oh. damn, I would have rather not made that. Yeah, you know, it sounds like a thing that you're always gonna be challenged or struggle with, mm-hmm. right? It, it definitely that is. process. It just yeah, it's like yeah. it's always gonna be bittersweet. Yeah, until and that's that's why I grind so hard. That's because you know I'm trying to get myself to a level where, you know, I don't need any outside sources to 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 fuel my life. You know, like right now, a lot of the things, especially as a songwriter, you're dependent on people, other people putting out your records and other things. So, you know, I'm trying to take back control of that because I can now. You know, I can put out records myself. I can, you know, I have guys that are shooting videos. You know, I can, you know, I can go top to bottom, you know, write, produce, mix, you know, engineer the whole joint. And it's not that expensive to get, you know, something, you know, to get a lot of things done now. Right, we live in this world of technology. And it, if you got the talent, you can make it. You can make it happen. Just put some some work. Behind yeah, it. that's it. A little bit of elbow grease, so to speak. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but the grind is real. The grind has always been real. For the me. grind is real, and I and uh, you know, first of all, the people who are tuning in right now, if you haven't heard my our my our interview that I uh, interview I did with August Rigo, make sure you check that out after mm-hmm. this or before this or whatever. But you can hear some of uh, his grind of. Of burning CDs and demos and mm. driving from Toronto to New York and standing outside of labels and mm. then asking them. It's unheard of now, right? It's yeah. unheard of to do that. Yeah. Like it's, when I tell people, like, yeah, that's what I did to get on, like, it's yeah. unheard of. It's, and yeah. I think it, you know, I think it's Since great. it's an unheard of, does it still kind of work or is it because not that many I don't people know. do it? I don't know how many people are sitting in front of that office. You know, even at the time that I was doing it, there wasn't a lot of people sitting outside the office. Mm. You know, I was really the only one out there, like, handing out CDs. Like, I, But I really did that. And But now, like, you know, there's Instagram and there's Facebook and there's YouTube and there's all these things. And you get your music out so much quicker that way. So, And then you get to the... 
you get to the people as opposed to the gatekeepers. What I was doing was I was going to the gatekeepers and asking them to let me in. Now, you don't have to do that. Like, you would rather not do that. Yo, I'm like, if you really think your stuff's that good, just find a way to get it popping. That's that's the key. You might as well be knocking on pub, um, publicity firms' doors, you know? Like, yo, check my stuff out. You know, I need, I need some promo. Mm. As opposed to going to a label because we don't live in that age anymore. No longer is it... Is the label telling you what the hit record is? The people are telling you what the hit record is, and the label's going and getting it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Break that down. No longer are the labels telling you what the hit so, record is. <clears throat> people are. Britney Spears, for example. Okay. Or Backstreet Boys, or just and sync. Just and sync. Yeah. All those. Yeah. All those records. Those big pop hit records. And not to say that they wouldn't be by themselves. Yeah. But they were given to us. Like nobody found Britney Spears on YouTube and was like, "Oh, this girl's gonna pop. Let's sign her and do her thing." No, they they put it together and she had a she had a talent or a thing and they they pushed it on. They pushed it out. They paid money to put it on radio, and they paid money to get the videos up, and they expo they you know for for like exposure, and we bought you know people bought into it, but you know and that happened a lot, you know and it worked for some and it didn't work for others, but let's say for Britney and and Sync it did, but the, the people didn't decide that until it was given to them, right now. You know, you can get a record like Juice World, which nobody knew about, and goes and it goes viral, and then the labels come and jump on and sign it. You know, you can get a kid like Will Singe, who's got like a, millions of views on Facebook, and a label will come and sign it, and then have to figure out what to do with it after. You know, but yeah, that's the crazy. That's the crazy. That's the crazy thing. We're not the labels aren't there like, and, and they can and. There, there's a few still, mm -hmm. but really they're finding things that are popping, and then they are, they yeah. are, they are either fueling it or killing it, one or the other. Yeah, that's how some you know? of these social media stars who are not didn't start out as artists. Uh, to some, some of them we love, and some of them we're like, what? Uh, some of them got their starts on talk shows or they had a viral moment on talk shows, right? And now are. You know these labels are signing them, and 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 they're getting millions of views on YouTube, and they already mm -hmm. got a millions of views. So I think what you're trying to say is the labels are not going to do the groundwork like they used to. No, they're not developing yeah. artists the way they used to. I mean, there yeah. may, there may be some. I mean, yeah. I don't know. There may be something in the works that we don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I would, I would gamble to say that seventy to eighty percent of the records that we're hearing right, aside from Drake. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Drake is Drake. Mm -hmm. um, you know, are blowing up online. I mean, and even Drake, like, he'll put out records, and the people will pick what the best Drake record is, and then that'll be the one. Yeah, you know, like in my feelings, was right? Exactly. exactly. They were gonna do the Michael. They were gonna service the Michael Jackson song, right? They had that whole ready, but then uh, in my feelings popped. They're like, oh, we gotta switch the game up. The people, the people yeah. are telling you know, and, and uh, the it's now like a. It's a game of like getting getting that exposure, you know, figuring out what your niche is and trying mm. to trying to expand on it. You have a fan base, you'll grow that fan. So th that's the question that I wanted to ask you because there's uh, there's so many ways it's easier now, and you doing the hustle that you did, but now you have your own independent label and you're trying to you're working on your own artists mm. and trying to get get them out there. 
is it harder today or is it harder back then? Because there's that's a very well. Know, I don't know if there's a clear answer there. There, yeah, you're right. There yeah. isn't a clear answer, but yeah. there is, you know, there's levels to it because yeah. yes, it is easier. It is it is easier right now to make your music and put it out. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's easier, but there's also a lot of bad music out there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, now everybody and their mother can just throw out records and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, before it was too expensive to do that. You couldn't do that. You can just uh, you know just put out an EP and then do a next one and do a next one. Now you know people are <clears throat> you can just put it out. So yeah, there's a lot of also there's a lot of bad music that gets put out because of that, um, but. If the short answer is yeah, it is easier. It's easier because you can you can catch them. You you can by luck you can be sitting in your bedroom and catch a hit record right? mm. by luck. I think I was hearing an artist say it this way. He says it's easier. Like it's hard to get put on, but once you're put on, you can go from point A to point Z in two seconds. But to get to point A is the hard part. Yeah. No, to get to to get to that point where you're noticed and you yeah. matter and you're yeah. in a conversation. That's yeah. always been the key though, right? So it's just it's just a we're it's just a different world. And it's hard to compare back then to now mm. because it's so different. Like you know, there are similarities and there are microcosms in the comparisons of the industries. But at the end of the day, like, it's so different, you know, how we're recording. Um, I had this conversation the other day with my boy. And, you know, before we were giving giving the voice a face as opposed to now we're giving the face a voice. You know what I mean? Like, we're giving the voice a face. Like if you had an amazing voice, you'd be like, yo, she has an amazing voice. Yo, let's just let's just make the music and give it a face. Like, you know, like, and it didn't. Sometimes that face wasn't the greatest looking, but it was an amazing voice and that's what mattered, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you take, you don't, like some people aren't even looking at the voice. Like, yo, look at this girl. She's so hot and she got a four million followers. Yo, let's sign her and give her some tunes. Let's let's capitalize. You know, let's just capitalize on that. Like a lot of that is happening. You see it. You see it every day. It happens all the time. Yeah. Everybody's an artist. Every you know, everybody's an artist, a singer. Um, when you have that many followers, you have yeah. people are like, what can what can they sell? Yeah. There's so many artists right now that are being like artists for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I find, I find, and I'm a bit of a purist in that sense. And you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But you know, like. Who am I to say that? But yeah, but you can do whatever you want. But I, you know, I like to have, you know, if I couldn't sing, I wouldn't be doing this. You know, if I wasn't like, if I looked at some of the people that I have, you know, that I've seen, like, I wouldn't be doing this. You know, but yo, success is a crazy thing, man, and it comes to those. It, it comes to it comes to people when you least expect it. So. You know, people I gotta I either gotta capitalize and mm. or or they fall off. You know, yeah. I I think it would be I think it's great that we have all the opportunities to to do the things we we're doing now. I just think that it because it's come so easy because of the internet. There's a there's a lack of work in the in the craft area. You know, because like you get popping so quickly, you don't get it like you don't get a chance to kind of hone the craft. So you, sometimes the success comes a little too early, and then 
there's also a sense of entitlement when you get that popping off the off you know off some online stuff. Like I've met a lot of the kids, and I've met some of them that have gone, and I met some of them that have gone and then come down, and you you start to see like, yo, it was just a little early for you, bro. You know, you didn't you didn't craft enough. You weren't you weren't ready, and that's cool. But I you know there's there's a lot of artists that you know catch it, catch the wave, and work on the craft and get better, and you see. You know who's a good example of that? Sean 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 Mendez. Okay. Right? Sean Mendez had like a one poppin' song online and he was okay. Like he was cool. But yo, I, I don't whatever he's doing is doing it right. Because I wasn't really a believer. But you know, the last few songs and I'm listening to his voice and you know what? He was probably really talented, you know, and probably had a lot of you know, I mean, I'm sure he's really talented now. Um and he he was you know, he's definitely grown from, you know, that Life of the Party song. I think that was the song that he had earlier till now. Like, you know, mm. he's taken it and ran with it. He's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. So kudos to him. Mm. Like, you know, so it does happen. Like, it does happen. But it is different. It is hard to compare, like, back then and now. True. But at least we don't have, like, you know, the gatekeeper thing is... You know what? I can't even say that because the gatekeeper thing is different now. Yeah. Now we have gatekeepers at Spotify. You know, have gatekeepers that you know that run playlists, Apple Music. You know, like there's there's all there's a whole bunch of things now that you have to get into. You know, mm. as a, you know, not just radio. If if so many things are changing and we don't know where we're going, and I think that's mm. true, right? Like trial and error, we don't know mm. what's going on. Uh, what are the things that are true? What are the things that people should that are gonna stay true or focus on? i.e. work on your craft as an example. Yeah. What are things like that you can tell us that I, mean, I guess like the creatives are listening, hey, like these are the things that are not going to change. Or these are the things that you should stay focused on because I feel like it is waves. You know, you're yeah. saying all these artists are coming forth. How I treat it is a longevity game. That's what yeah. I care about, longevity. Are you here in five years? Are you here in 10 years? Yeah. We'll see. What are the things that you think I know, because yeah. the music industry is hard, right? It's, yeah. it, it's hard, but... You know, it's rewarding. It's it's definitely rewarding. Um, I think, I think uh, you know, a top the top top of like really trying to crack as an artist and really find yourself is the first thing is like self awareness. Self awareness is key, man. Like knowing what you can and can't do, and, and not, just because you can't do it doesn't mean you won't be able. You won't be able to do it. You know, you def. But knowing what your weaknesses are, and I think as I've gotten older, um, I've started to know more of the things that I don't know. And that's helped me really kind of take leaps and bounds in my, in my artistry, in my creativity, in, in my songwriting, because I, I'm working on my weaknesses as opposed to like just, you know, always doing the same thing because oh, I'm good at this. I'm going to stick to this, stick to this. You know, I like to have like a, good widespread um eclectic amount of skills that i can reach for so i'm mm. always you know i'm always checking myself you know and make sure that yo is, i'm good at that Should but I those weaknesses are there ones that you're interested in and in getting better in right because there might have some weaknesses that are like yo i, ain't, I, ain't I don't care with that and that's fine yeah. and that's fine but you know at at some point you want to grow you know, at some point, you, or or you, or you don't, or you just want to do the same thing. And that's cool. That's cool. But I've always, you know, I've always admired the artists that grew and, you know, either to their benefit or to their detriment. You know, like, yo, I never want to listen to a Prince record after musicology. Um, Why? I just didn't like what he was doing. 
but I loved him. I still bought the albums because I I loved who he was and I knew how good he was and I just wanted to I just wanted to hear what he was on. Mm. You know, I did not like anything Michael Jackson. I didn't even like uh Invincible. Mm. I did not like that, but I still bought it. I still bought the last Michael Jackson album. I didn't like it either, but I still bought it because I wanted to see what he was on, you know, because he've established that in me. Uh, I'm a, I was a fan, you know, like, so yeah, self-awareness is a good one. Mm. Um, you know, like knowing your craft. I still think the history of the music is super important. Ooh. You know, I think it, I think it bodes well to know where you, where it's coming from, even a generation deep, you know, a lot of like, you know, we, we're we're at a point where like we're like three iterations of a couple of three or four iterations of a, of the same sample maybe five or six um and yeah we don't even know where it came from but oh it's dope okay cool i like to know where it came from i like to know especially when i'm when i'm creating something yo i want this vibe oh why is that why is that the vibe you know there's there's like I like to have the the ability to kind of know where I'm going, you know. So if I and that you know that saying like if you don't know where you've been, you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. That's I think that holds true with the music. Like you can guess, you can always guess and get lucky. I don't like to guess and get like when you're making music, right? I don't like to guess and get lucky when it mm-hmm. comes to making the music i like to know what the history well, of it does it help your songwriting when you're like in the studio whether it be yourself and other people and then uh you know whether it be the history or oh, this artist did this or this teddy riley did this mm-hmm. you know it could be to like for your creative for like actually pulling from things or it could be from convincing people as well too yeah no like yeah for sure like yeah. yo you know what this is this is like this yeah Oh, I get it. Yeah. Point of reference is everything. Yeah. Yo, beauty lies in the point of reference. You can look at something and like, ah, that's weird. Yeah. Then you put it together with the, with the, you juxtapose it onto something else. And like, oh, that shit is tight. Mm. It's like an outfit. Like you might take a pair of ugly shoes and be like, no, these shoes isn't right. And you put it with the right outfit, and it's like, oh, that's dope, mm. right? That beauty is in the juxtaposition. What's it against? Mm. So yeah, and having that comparison with with something like yo, this is just like this, and then people are like, oh yeah, I get it now. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I definitely think the history of it is, I don't know, even just to know it, man. Like I don't know, I'm a bit of snob. So I'm a bit of a snob sometimes. So I like to know, and when I don't know, I like to be told what it is I don't know. You know, that's that's interesting. It feels it's enriching. How about this? Yeah. This is a good. This is a good example. Okay. So. I get confused with the new, like some of the like the emo rap stuff. Like, yo, know, sometimes I, I like I'm, I just don't get it. I just actually I just didn't get it. I didn't understand. You it. didn't get it yet. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know there is an energy behind it, and I like the mu- Like you know I like to study the music, and that's popping to a lot of people. So I'm missing. I know I'm missing something. As opposed to thinking about it, like ah, whatever this shit is. Shit is whack, right? I'm gonna listen to that. No, that's gonna ostracize me from the music industry that I'm trying to be down with. Yeah. Right? So instead, like, you know, I got a couple of young cats around me that love that shit. So I asked them, I was like, yo, what do you like about this? And, you know, he's a young cat, like 18 year old kid. And he was like, yo, this is like the Nirvana of our time. This is like the Blink 182s. Mm. This is like emo rock. And when he put that juxtaposition to me and I, and, I, and I was listening to the music, I was like, okay, 
that makes sense. That's what is. That's what they're tapping into. That's the culture right now. And I was miss. I was missing the point of that music. Mm. You know. So that's why when Timbaland says, "Yo, I keep young ones like young producers with me and young artists with yeah. me. They keep me fresh. They keep me yeah. there, so on and so forth to get that perspective." Yeah, you need that because yeah. at some point, like, yo, we grow and you become an adult and you, you lose a lot of that that like that young naivety that makes the music so amazing. Yeah, become jaded. Yeah, yo, music is about like music is a dream world bro like you know dream world yeah that's like people can you can say whatever you want when you're in song bro you can you can make up a place you can make up a situation and you know you can tell stories with melody it's great but once you know once you get to that like you know there's a lot of shit that happens in the music industry that gets you jaded um and it'll fuck with your creative. So you need to, like I, for me, it, it was fucking my, with my creative anyways. So I needed to know what was, you know, what's cracking. Like, why is this connecting with people? Like, what is it? Because otherwise I'm just going to sit here and say it's whack. You not getting what was happening right. was was making you jaded mm-hmm. and like bitter yeah. and like, what? Yeah, like, you know, and it, and it happens like, oh, this is garbage. And I think it just happens when, you know, with age, I guess, because... You're like, you know, it's like when people thought rock and roll was noise and now now it's classic, you know? I'm sure somebody thought Beethoven was noise at some point when, mm-hmm. you know, he's doing things or, or, or Bach or Mozart when they was doing something over people's heads. Mm-hmm. Um, same with yeah. hip-hop. Yeah, same with hip-hop. And, you know, change, you know, everybody's reluctant to change, you know? You 100%. Know, it, it's, it's a hard thing. And then, you know... But it, but it's gonna happen. It's inevitable. So you kind of gotta. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do now is like you know preserve the things that I like about the, my music, and just assimilate, incorporate not some, but incorporate the things that are you know the things that are new, into what I'm trying to do. Mm. You know. And How do you stay malleable, man? In terms of like the um, the creative like, process. What you were just talking about right now of like. Yeah, I, you were feeling like uh, and now uh, I mean, I you, get it. And then I'm I think gonna, it's yeah. I think it's an ego thing. You just ego. Gotta, yeah, you got to take okay, away the wow. take away the ego, right? If you take away the ego, then everything is you know everything is just what it is, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to it being shitty or like you know it's just it's just music and there's it's there's something for everybody out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be I want to be in the conversation. I, like I and I'm and I know what I want from the songs I'm doing when I'm doing the songs if I want something pop if I want something that I feel like oh can can reach the masses then I have to I have to do something that can reach the masses or you know give them a piece of something that they can latch on to mm-hmm. right like we were talking about Osai with Shad yeah. you gotta give them something to latch on to then you can you know you gotta become the people to move the people mm-hmm. right and I just think and it happens you can happen to on something cool and people gravitate to it right away and it just is mm. or you can know what you're trying to do and have a purpose to the song you know it, it all can happen if, if if you can if you if you want it to so August uh, you obviously spend a lot of time in LA back and forth and I, mm-hmm. I want to know like I'm, you know when I'm seeing our legends or like these are young artists older artists whatever like some of them are just getting lost in the sauce Fame is is one of hell of the drug. Mm-hmm. There is mental health issues. There is drug addiction issues, P- uh, and like it's 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 pretty nasty out there, man. Uh, and I want to know from your perspective of like, yeah, like the, 
do you, are you noticing that when you're in LA? Are you seeing all these things and how do you stay away from it and how do you make sure that, you know? I mean, yeah. I do know I I mean, it's hard not to notice cuz it's all over the place. Yeah. Um you know, I also talked to like a, a couple of my younger G's, like younger artists. Like I've I've become a you know somewhat of a mentor to some of them, and they you know they'll call me. Like I may not talk to them for a year, but when like they need somebody to talk to, I'm I'm you I'm always there for somebody to talk to, like about especially about the music grind and the frustrations because I've been through it, and you know having somebody to talk you off the ledge is is really clutch. Um, I don't know. I stay away from it by. You know, I and I'm not gonna say I don't get caught up in it because sometimes I get caught up. You know, even even down to like, oh fuck, I gotta post this on my gram so I look. You know, yo, I'm not. There's a game there. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not um, exempt from that. Like that that shit creeps into my brain all the time. Like, oh fuck, I need some content. Oh man, you know what? I'm gonna post these shoes because so people know I got these. That that all happens. And I think the important part of that is when you post it and you get a thousand likes or five hundred likes. You're getting like a serotonin or yeah, hit right no, there. for sure, for yeah. sure. I, I think that's um, that's that's the root of a lot of the problems, bro. Yeah, like because people. So f- I'll tell you this right now. Like I'm not on the gram right now, not by choice, but because my phone is busted and I and I can't get my login proper on this phone. So I'm just off the gram and I'm just like whatever. I, I'm gonna. I'm been. It's been a month now almost. Yeah. Um, no, month. not a month. Yeah. No, I'm lying. Not a month. It's been a. It's been a month that I've been solidly uh, like it's been like a couple of weeks like just off the gram but like I was in Korea and Hong Kong my phone started messing up and I was just like you know what fuck it I'm just gonna enjoy my time and see things and not have to take a picture of everything I see Mm -hmm. to prove that I was here Um, yeah I think it's a it's really it's really hard so when you were off it did you notice a difference yeah Yeah. I'm doing things that I want to do what does that mean like Exam- I realize like I don't need to go to the club like you know what I mean like yeah I could, I could go out yeah. but more often than not like I really just want to go drink with the homies yeah and so I'm like yeah I'm off my phone anyways so I'm drinking with the homies I'm having a good time and I don't care that I'm not at a cool party or that I'm you know that I, I don't care that I got a nice fit on and nobody's gonna see my fit mm. you know I just don't care I'm dressing because I want to dress this way so it was also it was almost self-assuring you know like yeah, I'm still like, you know, I'm still there. Like, there's still like a piece of that, that, that regular person in there in terms of like, that's, that's away from this digital realm. Because, you know, the people that, the person that you know on Instagram is probably not the person that they really are. You know, even for me, even for me, so, so to speak. I try to keep it true, but, you know, people might have a sp- certain perception of who I am and when they see my gram and then when they meet me, I, guarantee you they're like oh yeah it's different not bad or worse i mean bad or better just different um because that that picture in, on the gram is is you know a snapshot of you know just a piece of you know there's no there's not much depth in there mm. um but i think that's that's a big problem like just just the pressure of the social media um the pressure to be perfect the pressure to have a lot of followers you know it's like it's hard. I go through it all the time. Like, you know, I think I make great music, but my, you know, my music isn't as, as an artist, isn't as popping as I'd want it to be. 
Um, and I struggle with I struggle with that idea all the time because I want to you know I want to put out more music, but I'm trying to build a following. And but without building a following, you can't build a following without putting out content. Then you can't mm-hmm. put out. But I don't want to put out content because I'm like ah, this is too good right now. So like there's this whole balance of things. Yeah, that's a source of stress that I have never had before. You know, like or in generations prior, not me, but generations prior, like you know nobody was worried about like yo how many followers do I have on Instagram? Like nobody <laughs> to put worried. out this song. And yeah. it's, but people stress about it. Oh shit, I lost a follower. I lost a <laughs> follower. Yo, people are stressing over those things, man. Like people are really like, oh man, I need to get my content up. Yeah. And then, and then that's when, yo, you know what? I, oh, there's this person who's hot. Like I'm gonna go hang out with them. And then, wow. You know, especially and, like it could be, it's probably like that in LA too, man. Fucking crazy like yeah. that in LA, yeah. you know, especially and like for these young girls, like, Dude, it's nuts. Like, you see, like, yo, beautiful, beautiful young girl, smart, and yo, rather pose on the gram than go to school and do things. Like, it, yo, I'm, I don't mean to be judgy, but, you know, it's the fucking gram, you know? But it's real. And it's, it's real. It's, it's real. And that's a, I think that's a real problem. I think that's, you know, there's the, the unneeded pressure to be perfect for, especially for females, is really is really tough. You know, mm. the fact that we have apps that they're making themselves skinny, you know, face filters, yo, like that are yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's wild. It's a wild world out there. Um, but I try as much as possible to check myself um, on that on the social media type stuff, and you know, just. You know, at the end of the day, I really, like, I've, I've got to the point where I just really want to make good music, you know, so how do I stay away from that stuff? I'm just in the studio most of the time writing songs. I do like to go out, though, and turn up to get a vibe, to get an energy of what's happening. That's very you know? true. I like, do like to... can't be isolated. Yeah, I do like to do that and go out and, and, um, and uh, have a good time. So connect with people. Yeah. Because you need to get the vibes, you get the energy, yeah. you get the inspiration to come back in the studio right. and work with something. Um, yo, so like, you know, we've been like on a 10, 11 plus years run in Toronto as Toronto being the city, the city, the city. Yeah. How do you think it's developing now, man? 2018 and beyond. You know, it's, it's amazing. Is it, is it like staying in one place? Is it being stagnant or are we continuing to go well, or what? You know, we have, you know, we have Drake who's, you know, obviously... Yeah. I look at it like this, man. Like, Drake is kind of moving the culture, right? Like, obviously, he's, like, you know, probably the biggest artist. He's the biggest artist in the world. Yeah. From our hometown. Yeah. Um, so is And I, he's still red hot. Oh, yeah, still. <laughs> That's the uh, thing. Not just getting hotter. Yeah, yeah. You know, just getting hotter. So yeah. we have that. So that's that's always a plus in that column. Yeah. Um, In terms of the local scene, it's something that I can't really, I can't speak too heavy on it yet because I don't know what's happening in the local scene. I haven't been home long enough to like. I don't even mean by that. I'm talking about perception in terms of perception? you're in LA. You're Percep- in LA. You're, oh. you're safe from Toronto, the, that whole thing. Oh, the perception yeah. is wicked, man. Yeah. Because when I used to go to New York before yeah. or wherever I was, yeah. you know, a lot, like, yo, it was even as bad as like, oh, you, you from Canada? You live at igloos and stuff like that? Like, bro, like. No, like, but now people know, first off, that we're a real city, that we have very beautiful women here, right? Which is comment number one I get all the time. Oh, you're from Toronto? Ooh, y'all, y'all got some nice girls out there, right? That's one. Um, but the the perception of that there's talent here now is is great because 
no longer is it, oh, yeah, you're from Toronto. Oh, that's cool. Like, what does Canada know? Now there's always the possibility that there's another Drake happening or there's an, you know, they've, or, or a boy wonder, you know what I mean? There's, there's now, they've, those, those, those personalities and because they're so good, they've opened up a door for people to say, oh, you're from Toronto? You, you must be dope, right? Oh, y'all, I get, I get the, these are the, like the top three. It was like, oh, y'all got nice girls and. Oh y'all got some y'all y'all got some good ass producers out there, and then y'all got some real talent out there. Like those, they, people are always saying that, you know, because there's a lot of us now. There's a lot of us, you know, living in LA or working in LA, that are you know Toronto natives that are doing their thing. You mm. know, a lot of the you know producers, like producers like that whole Frank Dukes, Frank Dukes, and, Wanda Seven, yeah, um, Murder Beats, Murder, yeah, uh, T minus, T minus, yeah. Wonder yeah. Girl, Wonder Girl, yeah, yeah, like you know, those those are like the top producers in the game, and they're yeah. all from here. Yeah, that's unheard of. Yeah. Was, you know, it would have been unheard of 10, 15 years ago. Funny enough, man, there's a yo nine oh five is like when you think about it, Ajax nine oh five is killing, bro. Right? That's actually where it's, where it all is, though. <laughs> Literally, Ajax, Brampton, like all these uh, the G- outskirts, outskirts of yeah. Toronto is responsible for fifty percent mm-hmm. of the Billboard hits. No, for sure, it's it's wild. <laughs> it's it's amazing, though, man. It's amazing, yeah. and I'm, you know, it makes me proud. You know, I've always been proud to be Canadian. Mm. Um, and even when I was used to go out there, I used to rep. Like, I would never, you know, there's, I would never say I was from New York. You know, I'm from Toronto. I've always Ashamed. been. I'm from Scarborough. I was born in, you know, that's where I grew up. So I've always, I was always like, yo, I'm, I'm down for, you know, I rep where I'm from. Um, so it was nice. It's really nice to, like, to not have to be, like, I was never embarrassed, but not have to, like, be scared that somebody's gonna clown you. Mm, now at opposite. least you know the rep, um, the reputation precedes you when you walk in the room. Like Yo. you're from Toronto, there's something to you know you've you've got a you've got your backyard is stacked. You know, your We're, backyard is stacked. Yeah, like you know, it's like it's like saying you're from New York. I mean, New York is always gonna be cool because it's New York. But yo, Toronto, being from Toronto is not bad nowadays, bro. Mm-hmm. Like yo, August man, I really appreciate you coming through. What what else do you want to say to the people out there, man? Before we we out of here, my G. Man, I talk too much, bro. I don't have nothing to say. I mean, whatever. I appreciate you coming through just cause, yeah, bro. Um, Having conversation with me, man. Yeah, there's you know, there's so many like there's so many tidbits of in messages, but like. Yeah, what are some tid- tidbits of message you want to leave? Because the people yeah. who are listening to this are a lot of them are mm-hmm. the number one city is Toronto, yeah. and a lot of them are creatives, and then America also a lot of Americans. Yeah. But Toronto is. I just think yeah. you, you know I've been on this I've been on this thing about just being true to the music that you're doing. You know, like it's really easy to be swayed by you know what's popping and what's hot. And so for any creators that are out there that are that are struggling with that, you know, just do do what makes you feel good. Like I. I'm really happy with the music I'm creating lately because I've been doing the shit that makes me feel good. Um, and once you get to a, like, and you just got to be real with the shit that you're doing. If you can get it at a high level, yo, people are looking for them joints. Like, people are looking for something different. There's always going to be looking for something different, just as long as it's good, different. You can just have different, mm. which is usually shit, right? If it's just different, that means it's kind of shit. But if it's good, different, like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a difference, you know. There's a difference between that, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just want to share that with people that yo, I'm, I've been doing a lot of music for the last ten years, and I'm, you know, I've done shit that I didn't like, and 
it's even if you're making money doing shit you didn't like it's it doesn't feel the same but doing something you love and like you know kind of sticking to your guns and mm. you know doing something that makes you happy because even you're even if you're doing it's even worse to do something you love and have to make do something you hate you know what i mean like if you're doing music yeah i love music but i hate doing this like that's even worse yeah that's even worse so it's, yeah man like it's the thing that's precious yeah do do what you love do what makes you tick what makes you tick yeah you know what i've been i'll leave the quick note like i've been noticing say the artists writers songwriters producers the ones when their music is a high caliber like let's say they're introverts right mm. they're shy they don't they don't get out there like that but their stuff that they're making is like mm. that that is like the pull like you don't really have to like push and like go like really force it because that the work is like has wings yeah it has a life of its own yeah yeah no, yeah sure. man and and i've been noticing that like that's the one thing that it's like that's the one thing that's in your control the though your skill level yeah. and what you're doing i believe in that oh that's another thing that's yeah this is i've been preaching this to a lot of people yeah there's a lot of things in this world that you can't control especially in the music thing but what you can control is your music and your content and you know the things you do to fuel your music so i know there's a lot of like we live in a world where like there's a lot of complaining about like why they pop in or why is she pop in or he pop in and I'm not I'm so dope as opposed to doing that and I felt the same way as opposed to doing that like you can't control the way everybody's going to take your music but you can mm -hmm. control here you can control the way you respond and the way you react so you know take accountability for only the things that you can control you know this is I can I can control the music that I'm making this is what I can do and then you can you can you can go further down the line that way as opposed to just like you can't control everybody else like you can't control the way they're going to receive your stuff so if that's not the case if they're not liking it then maybe there's something wrong with what you're doing and you got to kind of take control of that rein it in and figure it out either it's a reinvent you know rebrand whatever but you can control you know you you got to control the things you can control and let the rest of the world you know fall where it may mm. that's it there we go. <laughs> August Rigo on the Come Up Show. Thank you for coming through, my G. Mm. Summer Child Records. Yes. Oh, if y'all want to follow me, my Instagram yeah. is Augamatic, A-U-G-A-M-A-T-I-C. I'm I'm not really on it right now because my phone is bust. But By the um, time you hear this, he may be on it. Just follow him, please. Yeah, you know follow I mean? me, Augamatic, A-U-G-A-M-A-T-I-C. And then um, my Facebook is August Rigo Music. August Rigo Music. Yeah. August, thank you for coming through on the Come Up my Show. Guy, my guy, thank you so much. Yes, sir. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with August Rigo on the Come Up Show podcast. What did you guys think, man? We're on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and review, please, and thank you. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And yo, please share this with one person. One person that you think uh, may enjoy this conversation. I would truly appreciate that, y'all. Peace.